Well, thanks for listening to I've Got News For You. If you like it, hit follow or subscribe in your app and you'll get a new episode from us every morning. The 23rd of November, 2022. Tonight, we are picking the brain of a private investigator. Who are you? I'm a private investigator. From news.com.au. News.com.au. I'm Andrew Bucklow and I've got news for you. Private investigators are a pretty mysterious bunch, as you'd expect, right? But in this episode, one of Australia's top PIs is going to spill the secrets of the trade. He's going to reveal what equipment they have, the tactics they use to expose liars and cheats, and he's also going to tell us about the most shocking case he's ever worked on. We found that he was using different aliases. He had five different names and identities. Oh boy, wait until you hear that story. It's coming up very soon on I've Got News For You. Well, today a private investigator will answer some secrets that you've always wondered about. Yes, he will. His name is Simon and he works for Down Under Investigations. Simon, tell me, why do people typically hire PIs? There's lots of different reasons. One big reason is for skip tracing, which is basically locating missing people, people that have gone missing deliberately, they don't want to be found, maybe they owe money, maybe it's an ex-spouse who they're trying to serve with papers, someone's been in a motor vehicle accident, left incomplete details or wrong details. And so we have to find this person. Uh, We also get contacted in regards to surveillance, whether that's surveillance on a partner that they suspect is cheating, workplace surveillance, there might be theft on a workplace, things along those lines. Sometimes we get contacted by a client whose partner has access to the children for the weekend and they know that the children aren't being cared for properly. Mm -hmm. So they get us to follow this partner and see what they're up to. We've found so many different scenarios on why we're contacted as private investigators. I'm sure you've been hired for some pretty bizarre jobs. Are there any that stand out in your mind? Oh, look, there was there was one that dragged on for about 12 months, to be honest. It was, we were hired every weekend for two nights every weekend, a group of three of us, to conduct surveillance for a client. Now, the surveillance he wanted us to conduct wasn't on his wife, but it was on his mistress. So he would be out of town most weekends. And every time he was out of town with his wife, he wanted us to follow the mistress and find out what she was up to. He was really paranoid about his mistress cheating on him and playing up on him. And he was certain that she was doing it every time he went out of town. So we followed her weekend after weekend after weekend for up to 12 months and we got the same result every time. She didn't have a desire to go out and meet men or or women or anyone else. She had an addiction to the pokies. So she would sit at the same pub every single Friday night and Saturday night and she'd be just putting pineapple after pineapple through the machine (laughs) (laughs) and and spending his hard-earned money. (laughs) So that was one of the more bizarre uh, investigations that we've had. What's a rough guide of how much you guys charge for your services? Look, it all depends on what's needed. So we do have a somewhat hourly rate of around $75 per hour. But It all depends on what job we're doing. So there may be some surveillance tasks where we need four agents for a total of 20 hours. So we're going to charge more because there's obviously four of us following an individual or skip tracing, for example. We start just under $500 for a skip trace. So if if someone's wanting to find their biological parents or wanting to find their, their child that maybe they left when they were young, 
There's the sorts of things that we can do, you know, for around that cost. But it all depends. We try and work with the client that we've got. We try and work out what a budget is that they can afford and try and stick within that. What I've noticed in regards to Steve, he has changed and he has been taking more interest in grooming himself and he was not like that before. This is all new to me. It makes me wonder if there's something going on. I feel like he's trying to look good for someone else. Let's chat about someone who hires you to investigate their partner to find out if they're being cheated on. How do you go about something like that? Well, there's many ways to do that sort of thing. Firstly, we start with background checks. We do a little bit of a background on our client because what we don't want to do is be working for a client who, A, has an intervention order against them, B, is abusive, or we we like to know that our client is um, a good person to work for. And then we do a background on the person that we're going to follow. So we find out as much information as possible. So we try and find out where they work, where they live, who their associates are, all their contact details, what they drive, what they get up to, where they visit when they're socialising. So we've got a, a good list of things and places to go and people to talk to, then it becomes a matter of surveillance. So we follow people day, night, whenever's sort of required. We work out with our client, when is the best time to follow this person? When do you suspect maybe they're cheating? Sometimes it's during work hours, sometimes it's after hours, weekends, early mornings. It's a whole range of times. There's no set time. It's all determined by the client and each individual file. And what sort of equipment do you use for one of those investigations? Like, do you have, you know, uh, night vision cameras or uh, tracking devices or anything? We're not allowed to use tracking devices, unfortunately. That's uh, (laughs) totally illegal. You will find some investigators out there that are happy to put their career on the line for that sort of thing, but we definitely don't. We use, yeah, definitely a whole range of cameras, body cams, hidden cameras. But these days, you know what? The mobile phone is so good at capturing great, quality footage, that's sometimes just the mobile phone and using your iPhone or your your smartphone to video what someone's up to is the most simple, easy way to get the result. I'm sure you do a lot of cases where people are like, oh, I think my partner's cheating. Can you check it out? What would you say is the percentage that it's proved that they are in fact cheating versus those who aren't cheating? Look, it's definitely more than 50%. So you'll probably find about 75% maybe because by the time someone gets to us, usually they've got a little bit of evidence of the cheating. They sort of have seen a text message or they know that the partner has been out and about in unexplainable ways. And how do most people react when you present them with evidence that their partner is cheating on them? Oh, it's always um, it's always interesting to see the reaction. We're prepared for all sorts of things. So we've seen tears and tantrums. We've seen anger. We've seen relief. Some people are happy that they've finally caught their partner out and they can now start making plans to move on with their life. So you just don't know. We've always, if we're meeting face-to-face to discuss the evidence, we've always got a box of tissues ready because there could be tears. But what we base our investigations on is getting that video footage so that you can absolutely 100% prove to a client that this is what's happening. So because we've had situations years ago where investigators would go out and they'd just use, they'd just say, well, they are, they're doing this, they're doing that with no video footage. So the cheater would get confronted by the client and they would turn around and say, no, no, not happening. No, this is where I was. This is what I was doing. And without that video evidence, they can manipulate and lie and, you know, talk their way around it. 
So, yeah, we, we like to have solid evidence every time we do an investigation. Well, in just a moment, Simon's going to reveal the most shocking thing he's ever uncovered during an investigation. And I'll give you a clue. It has to do with a man with multiple identities, which honestly just sounds exhausting. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts. chatting to private investigator Simon. He works for Down Under Investigations. Now, Simon, I've heard there's a story about someone in your team dressing up in disguise to serve someone with court documents. What can you tell me about this story? Well, we actually didn't dress up ourselves, but uh, we had a very evasive debtor that we were trying to serve for a client. And we were aware that police had been knocking on his door because there was outstanding warrants. We'd been aware that the sheriff had turned up to see his goods, but every time they went there that, oh, no, he doesn't live here or he's not around. or So there was nothing they could do. We'd had other process servers trying to serve documents on this chap. We were 100% certain that he lived at this address. We'd done our background searches. We'd conducted some surveillance and we had photographs of him. We knew who we were dealing with and he was renowned for avoiding service. So on this occasion, we thought, well, what's a way to get through these high gates and to the front door or at least to get contact with him? So we arranged with the local pizza company to have a pizza delivered to him. And he was, I guess, suspicious enough and thought, what's this mystery pizza? Had no idea that we followed this pizza delivery boy from, as he opened the gate, we followed the pizza delivery boy in, let the pizza delivery boy get the guy to receive the pizza and then basically came over the top and said, hey, here's your court documents, Mr. Blah, 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 you've been served. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was one of, one of our highlights and, and a bit funny to to think that he just thought he was going to get a pizza, but yeah, he got served with papers worth half a million dollars in debt, so yeah. And 20 bucks for the pizza. All right, Simon. Yeah, yeah well, we, we let him keep the pizza. We, uh, yeah, <laughs> we're good blokes like that. <laughs> Let's talk about some of the cases you've worked on. What would be the most shocking thing you've uncovered during an investigation? Look, I don't know if you've heard of the Tinder Swiddler, that, that whole Netflix series. He said there was something he wants to tell me. He said he has threats against him. He needs our cash. $20,000, His life depended on me. That's when police tell me. The man I love was never real. Everything's a lie. We've been involved in very, very similar cases here in Australia. So we had one case where a client wanted us to find her boyfriend who had mysteriously gone missing and she hadn't heard from him for three weeks. So she wanted to know where he was. It didn't seem very suspicious at the time that she just wanted to track him down or why she wanted to, except that she cared about him and wanted to know that he was okay. So we followed the trail and actually found this guy, located this this gentleman, found where he was actually living. She said during their relationship, she never went to his house. He, he was very discreet with, you know, any personal 
things like that. She knew what he drove. She'd been in his car. He was always meeting her at her place when they were catching up or they'd be going out. When they first started dating, he was spending a lot of money on her. This is what she told us later on. He would spend thousands and thousands of dollars on her, on gifts, on, on dinners, on holidays, and just really look after her. So she thought that, you know, she was really uh, in a good situation here. The, the relationship developed where it got to the point that that sort of dried up and the money dried up and she was the one that ended up starting to fork out for dinners and fork out for holidays and, and to keep this relationship going. And then, then he started hitting her up for loans of money. And lucky for her, she kept documentation of all this, of text messages and emails. And she even recorded some conversations where he promised, oh yeah, I'll pay you back this or I'll pay you back that. Just in case it ever turned around to the situation which she found herself in where he'd gone missing and he owed her $160,000 over the course of two years that he'd convinced her to lend him for different reasons, whether it was for hospital bills or for all sorts of things. And then all of a sudden, he's out of there. He's gone missing. So we tracked him down, we located this chap and we found that he was using different aliases. He had five different names and identities. He had seven different girlfriends that he was doing the exact same thing to and he owed nearly $800,000 across these relationships. So we actually met with these women that were in the same situation and worked out with them, got all their evidence together and then we agreed with them to pass all this evidence over to the police who straight away got involved, straight away realised that they were onto something, that this needed to stop and they needed to stop this guy and there had been criminal offences of fraud occurring and we're not certain now how much money that these women got back but we do know that he spent some time locked up and they were happy with that result. What would you say is the most memorable case that you've ever worked on? Probably a, a surveillance job where we didn't know what this chap was up to. He was spending many nights away from his girlfriend's place. They, they lived together. They'd lived together for a while. And suddenly he was off on Friday and Saturday nights. He wasn't wanting to socialise with her. He was hiding his phone. And she was a bit concerned about what he was up to. So we conducted surveillance. She would let us know, all right, he's about to leave, get ready. And he'd walk to their local train station, get a train for about half an hour into the city. And we followed him and saw him walk into a bar that was for gay men. So he went in there, two of my colleagues went in and got some very interesting footage of him and what he was up to in that bar and uh, yeah, basically having physical interactions with other males and our client had no idea of this. He, she had no idea that he was feeling that way or thinking that way. When we showed her the evidence and, and spoke to her about it, she had no issue with if that's his choice and that's fine. But what she didn't like was just that she was being deceived and that she was being, I guess, cheated on in that way. And she actually took it very well. She ended up talking to us afterwards that she sat down with him and she basically gave him every option just to walk away from the relationship, which he did take because she realised that, you know, she wasn't going to force him to be in a relationship that she wanted to be in with him if that was the way he wanted to go. So it all ended actually very well where he walked away, she walked away, and I think they remained friends afterwards. So, yeah. We'll be back in just a moment. 
Are you ready to get an inside look at crime from someone who has investigated some of Australia's worst crimes? It was like Aladdin's cave. The luminol found bloodied footprints and bloodied handprints on a wall. So it's yeah. just like a horror movie. Former homicide detective Gary Jubilin sits down with cops, crims, addicts, victims, small-time cheats, and big-town lawyers as they tell their incredible stories. My house got raided. Next thing you know, I got bail refused. Next thing you know, I'm on a truck yeah. to Parkley Prison. Listen to to I Catch Killers early and ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, a big thank you to Simon from Down Under Investigations for coming on the podcast today. You can check out that company on TikTok. They've actually got a video called Top 5 Signs Your Partner Is Cheating On You. And I tell you what, I've watched it. And if my partner's listening, expect a call this evening, okay? We've got to have a word or two. All right, I'll catch you next time. Are you ready to get an inside look at crime from someone who has investigated some of Australia's worst crimes? It was like Aladdin's cave. The luminol found bloodied footprints and bloodied handprints on a wall. So it's yeah. just like a horror movie. Former homicide detective Gary Jubilin sits down with cops, crims, addicts, victims, small-time cheats and big-town lawyers as they tell their incredible stories. My house got raided. Next thing you know, I got bail refused. Next thing you know, I'm on a truck yeah. to Parkley Prison. Listen to I Catch Killers early and ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts.